today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Cyclists here in the Hamilton area are finding that lanes created to help them safe, be safe, are now being utilized by, well, utility vehicles, delivery vehicles, etc., for parking. It's not supposed to be that way. Vehicles uh, are parking in them, including Canada Post drivers. Now, that's not just Canada Post drivers, because I've seen many instances of this going on in other areas. Well, Canada Post has now announced that it's going to stop having its vehicles parked in bike lanes throughout the Toronto area. But what about all these other areas, and what about all the other vehicles that are doing this? I want to bring Ryan McGreal into the conversation, editor of Raise the Hammer, and always a welcome guest here on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Morning, Ryan. How are you doing today? Good morning, Bill. I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Uh, Back after a couple of weeks of holidays, we uh, spent a lot of time driving around this fabulous province of ours in Toronto, Barrie, and Collingwood, and others. And i got to tell you, this is not a problem unique to Hamilton and Toronto. I've seen this everywhere. This has got to be very frustrating for cyclists. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's the whole idea of dedicated cycling space is that you have a place where you can ride a bike and not be in serious fear about getting struck by a car or having to navigate that kind of shared space. Now, I've been riding a bike for my entire adult life, and I'll ride in mixed traffic, but bike lanes are there for the other 99-point-whatever percent of people who want to ride bikes more but are not comfortable riding in mixed traffic. And so when a bike lane is blocked by cars and you have to you know, swerve out into traffic to, to get around a truck or a car or whatever it is, it defeats the whole purpose. I saw this story about a year or so ago on Global News one night, and it was, it was a Toronto-centric story, obviously. It was, it was you know, about what was going on in downtown Toronto. And, and they weren't even talking so much about Canada Post. It was about uh, the delivery vehicles, down to the UPS and, and, and other vehicles like that, Purolator. Uh, that were doing this sort of thing. And this was just after the bike lanes bylaw had gone in, into effect in Toronto. And and they made it quite clear that they said, look, this is not an oversight. You guys aren't supposed to be doing this. But the indication that that time, Ryan, seemed to be, yeah, we know it's against the law, but uh, I will give them a pass because they're only going to be there for a couple of minutes. Is is that the mindset we're dealing with here? I'm, I'm honestly not sure what the mindset is. Uh, I mean, I, I certainly each individual who stops in a bike lane thinks, oh, I'm only here for a couple of minutes. But the problem is the aggregation of those individual choices. You know, one person throwing a a used coffee cup on the ground, well, that's just one piece. But if enough people do that, suddenly you have a huge litter problem. It's, it's, you know, individuals not recognizing that their actions are combined with everyone else's actions to create a system that's not working for people. Well, and and I understand because I've heard the other side of this issue, too, from some of the people that are in delivery vehicles and saying, well, look at you, know, that's just-in-time delivery. I'm just going to be a second. got to run in there and drop this package off. But uh, they're, they're looking at this from their perspective, which is convenience. We need to get our job done. And that client that I'm going to deliver that package to uh, wants that done in a timely manner. But I, I think they fail to see that this is a safety issue. Well, it, it absolutely is a safety issue. And, you know, to, I mean, in defense of individual employees, you know, working for, for delivery companies, whatever, they're on a, a very, very strict clock, right? I mean, they have to get in and get their, their pieces delivered and get out as quick as possible. So they're going to use whatever is the most convenient way of getting, you know, to a, to a location and back again. The real issue for the city and for us is if we know that people have an incentive to stop in a bike lane if it's available to them. Well, the solution is you don't make it available to them. You know, there's no amount of enforcement is going to be enough to get people to stop using bike lanes when the very simple solution is simply to physically protect those bike lanes, and then the issue goes away. Which is what I've been talking about for the longest time. If we're going to make this commitment, and I'm glad to see more and more cities are doing this, and towns for that matter, uh, for cyclists and and giving them their space on, on the road, 
Uh, you've got to protect them, and you've got to ensure that that's going to be there for them. And painting a white line on the road doesn't necessarily mean that that cyclist is going to be safe and that people are going to respect that line on the road. Exactly. And, and not only does it not does it, does it not create real safety, it also doesn't create a perception of safety. I mean, if you're riding along in a bike lane that's, let's say, a meter wide, you know, and that's sort of on the wide side, you have automobile traffic passing very, very close to you, and there's no physical protection there. Even if they're not going to veer across that, you know, magic white line, it still doesn't feel safe for people. And then when you encounter a vehicle stopped, it's blocking that lane, that kind of destroys the illusion that you might be on uh, a space that has been created specially for you. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.